Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of SHMG Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Milligan, but most of you know me as Tay, and I'm super excited to have this guest on today. She is my Texas sis. She is a family and lifestyle blogger, inspiring women to find joy in marriage, motherhood, in everyday lives. I want you to welcome to Save Till Maiden Grace, Mrs. Shanda Manning. Hi, thank you for having me. You listen, I'm going to be so transparent with you guys right now because what you guys don't know is that me and Shanda had a conversation before and there were some technical issues. So sis definitely came through and was super gracious with me to be able to re-record her episode. So I just want to say thank you so much publicly for your grace, for your time management, just for being so transparent with me. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I appreciate you having me again. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, the reason why I wanted to definitely bring you on the podcast was because I thought there were so many, not only nuggets, but just like fruitful <laughs> deposits that you gave me. And I, as I'm looking, I'm literally looking at your Instagram right now. I looked at it this morning and I just immediately smiled. And I'm just so blown away about how you've been able to take your family, your home life, and create a brand that seems to be so transparent, so vulnerable, um, so faith-based, and just allow people into the inside of kind of like who Shanda is and what the Mannings are about. So for people that are just kind of like getting to know you, hearing you for the first time, could you just give them a little bit of insight on exactly who is Shanda Manning and what is your lifestyle brand all about? Yes. So uh, of course, again, my name is Shanda Manning. I am a faith-based content creator um, out of Houston, Texas, but I am a Louisiana girl to my core. I um, am married, of course, and have two children. My brand is built off of God's goodness. That's the best way that I can I can explain it. So I share a lot about my lifestyle, primarily family and just day-to-day living. Um, my husband and my daughter <clears throat> is also a part of my brand. I have a son. He's an older son, teenage, young adult. So you know how that is. He like, nah, I ain't about all this mommy and me kind of content. <laughs> And I try to take all the pictures and videos and all of that. So he make an entrance, you know, every now and then, but primarily you see a lot of my husband and my daughter. And the, the whole purpose of my brand is to just really show God's goodness because um, we, we try to display an example to others to know that if it's possible for us, it's possible for you. And because of God's goodness is why we're able to share this with everyone. We, um, 
do a lot of uh, family stuff. Basically, all of our lives, you know, we kind of um, have our own individual jobs and things like that. But the content consists of us because that is what we love to do. And that is our message to the world that you can have your life, you can live it for Christ, you can enjoy it, you can have your family and enjoy working together as a team and all of those things. So basically, you know, uh, faith, marriage, and motherhood, we are huge on marriage, Um, just showing people that healthy marriages exist. We, a lot of us come from single parent households, um, and we just haven't had the example to see around us to know that it's truly possible. And neither have my husband and I. We both come from single parent households. But when we met, even prior to getting married, we prayed and we asked God, we want to honor you with our lives. So we, our prayer was, help us to build something so strong and on your word that we can show others the goodness of you. And fortunately, prayerfully, we have been able to do that thus far. So basically, uh, to make a long story short and to sum it up, it's a family-based brand just to show God's goodness, you know, through marriage and through my daughter and our relationship. We're super, super close, even though she's only nine. And my husband and I also have a Christian-based apparel and product line. So we, um, so basically, that's, that's what it's all about. It's just a whole family brand. I love that. I, I definitely, there were so many things that you said that I want to kind of like get into. And one of the things that I really kind of like relate on you on, which um, I definitely feel like a lot of the listeners probably will as, as well, is that when you said that both of you guys came from single single parent family homes. Mm-hmm. And as someone who came from a single family home, I was raised by a single mother the majority of my life. And Um, people always say that the first kind of like imprint or impression that you have a family dynamic usually comes from how you were raised first, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that I've always paid attention, you know, being 35, still not married, not having kids. And and when people ask me, they were like, so did your parents like pressure you and are asking questions and, and those things? I was like, the funny thing is that my mother never really pressed me on getting married, having kids. She very rarely ever mentioned it to me. She's always kind of like just celebrated me and motivated me and um, uh, supported me in the area of just traveling, um, being a businesswoman, living my life. And I think a lot of it had to do with that's kind of the things that she wanted to do. She wanted to travel. She really wanted to, you know, go somewhere or further in her business as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman. So I bring that up to say, you know, now being in a, in a healthy relationship and us working our way to marriage, uh, I've had to kind of like unpack that a little bit. Right. And to intentionally not bring, um, how I was raised completely into what I'm looking to build now to honor the Lord. So I'm very curious, you know, what type of conversations um, did you and your husband have or what type of things did you guys have to intentionally do uh, to not bring in maybe like past, you know, principles or experiences that you had to really make this marriage be fresh and new and honoring God? Well, we both 
upon meeting, um, we of course wasn't we wasn't where we are now uh, spiritually, but we both had the desire to continue to seek God's face and to grow in our faith. And early on, we knew from the very beginning that that was the goal. We were going to be married. We were going to have a healthy, successful marriage that was built to last. And we had a lot of conversations and it was transparent from the very, very beginning. There were no secrets. We told it how it was. And when I say that, meaning, hey, this is my experience growing up. This is your experience growing up. This is the family dynamics and all of that. We didn't try to paint a a perfect picture because it wasn't a perfect picture. So we had a lot of conversation. And what that looked like was, okay, I'm from a broken household. You're from a broken household. And even though we may have been raised slightly different because no two households are the same, but even though, you know, we may have been raised a little different or whatever, we're going to come together and create our own way of doing things. And that was the key. You know, some things you might take from home, but the the ultimate goal is to build a marriage for one based on God's word and you create what you desire to see happen in your life instead of saying, well, this is what I know. This is what I do. And we're going to go with the flow. Well, no, you you decide. You get to decide that. You decide what your life is going to look like. And that's exactly what we did. I love that. And I think that that kind of like really sums it up when I look at, you know, your new, the product line um, that you and your husband have created with the merchandise that I'm different. And was that kind of like where the backstory came from? Or was that kind of like, well, let me not even guess. You tell us what the backstory was on the, um, the apparel line and why you guys decided to call it I'm different. Well, you know, <clears throat> Uh, two things added to that. It was a lot about how we got started and we decided to be different early on. We knew and we believed and we stood on God's word and 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 just knew for sure that he was going to bless our marriage. You know, he was going to bless it in a mighty way where we were going to be examples to others so that they can see God's goodness through us and our union. And that's exactly what happened. So that was the kickoff. That was the initial phase of us knowing that you know what? This is our ministry. We really are different. We're we're not like the rest of them. And when I say that, I don't come from an arrogant place, but we're not like the rest of the world, basically. So basically what we did was, as far as I'm different, this was in 2017. We were just having a conversation, sitting around the living room, and we were talking about what does it look like to be a Christ follower? You know, that, that should have a look to it. Like you should walk different, talk different, think different, you know, move different, associate differently and all of those type of things. And based off of that conversation, we came up with that name and we looked at each other. We were like, you know what? I am different. I'm different. Mm. And then it had a ring to it. When my husband is artistic, where he can kind of do a little drawing and sketching and all of that. And within that same conversation, he said, you know what? Let's come up with something. He picked up the paper and the pen. And he sketched that design. This was in December, I think, or November of 2017. And then um, that that was the birth of it there, you know, and it was just based off of that conversation, you know, because of who we were created to be, because of the God that we serve, we should not look like everybody else. We should look different. And when people see us, they see something different. 
That's so good. So with kind of like the last years where we've all had to transition, you know, due to COVID and this entire global pandemic thing that was going on, and don't even get me started on what they call the Snowmageddon for Texas. I'm going to get into that in a little bit as well. (laughs) But so now that work-life situations have kind of like become in one household, are you currently, you know, working and living at home all in one space? Yes. So I am still at home. I've been home since March of last year. My husband was home up until October or November of last year. He's an educator. So um, even though a lot of the school system is still virtually learning, his school actually reports as far as the teachers and staff. Um, From March to November, we were literally in heaven on earth. We loved it. We love being together because before we're husband and wife, we're best friends. So imagine kicking it with your girl, laughing, talking. That is what our marriage is built on, a solid, healthy friendship. So we loved it. And, and you know, I, I, I was in prayer a lot for other couples because I know that it was a challenge. It was a challenge because, for one, a lot of people are not used to being together that much, like every day, all day. And then unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't like each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so within that time frame, we did do a lot of praying for other people um, because I know that that was tough for people who were not used to being in each other's presence. Um, right. But from March to November, I think, of last year, 24-7. We, I mean, technically nobody really left their homes at all. So right. we were together 24-7 and we loved it. But it's because of that friendship that we built. So it was smooth sailing for us. So what would you say for people that didn't have like the smooth process of, okay, we were used to being around one another. This is kind of like how our relationship started. We started off being around all around each other all the time and having that friendship aspect, but they really want to, you know, smooth out and, and, and have a healthy marriage, but this has just been a trying year for them. What two or three things would you suggest for them to do to be able to get to a place of just having peace in the home and just being able to maybe even fall back in love with each other again? One thing, and I think this is the most important thing, of course, we all know to communicate, but on top of that, do more listening than you do talking. And I say Mm. that because a lot of us don't really know what the other person is internalizing. And I say that meaning you can say you're all right all day and you may not be all right. And it might not have anything to do with you, the other person, the spouse. So do more listening than you do talking. And when you do listen, listen to understand and not to respond. Because how many times do we listen while we're, well, let me say, let me say it like this. How many times do we hear while thinking about what we're about to say in a response versus listening to really truly understand where that person is coming from? Mm. That's so, so, so good. Yeah. It's a lot of times that we are actually hearing and not listening and there is a difference, you know? So what I would say is Start off with a communicate with communicating. And when I say communicating, I don't mean just talking. I mean, hey, 
schedule some time to have a conversation so that you can put it on the table and say, hey, this has been stressful for the both of us. How can we make this better? And not just you making all the decisions. It needs to be a team effort. But at any point, if that other person feels overwhelmed, um, frustrated, annoyed, or any of that, you have to learn how to give people grace because you really don't know where that's coming from and you can't ever assume or well, rather you should not ever assume. So I think starting off with communicating and preparing yourself, praying and asking God to give you the ability to listen instead of hearing is the first place you should be. That's where you should start. I love that. That's so, so good. So let's, if people are not currently following you, um, which you should be on Instagram at Shanda Manning, but just to give you guys a snippet of, of how fly Shanda is and when she kind of like lets us into her, her daily routine on her reels, which are so super dope, super cute. What does your day kind of like look like to be kind of like a lifestyle blogger and for people that are interested in kind of like really utilizing their day to day? How do you set up your day to be able to be able to produce content, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Be a wife, be a mom, still have some new time. Can you walk people through kind of like your day? Yes. So I'm going to first start off by letting everyone who's listening know that I don't have it all figured out. I want to be honest with you. Mm, (laughs) I am am in a place to where it's working (laughs) and I'm making it work. But I'm taking this thing one step at a time, one day at a time. And the way, the reason why I say that is because I am still a full-time employee. So I work Monday through Friday, not, you know, a nine-to-five job. But what has helped me and what continues to save me with my content planning is batch creating. And what mm. that means is that whatever days I'm available, I have a planner. I work around what my husband and my daughter has going on as well, because being a wife and a mom is a lot. And I'm not talking about just in the home. My husband's a coach. He travels with games. My daughter is a gymnast. As a matter of fact, as soon as I get off of this podcast interview, we're headed to Louisiana tonight, you know, so because we have a competition in the morning. So we're super, super busy. But when we do schedule our time, we spend a few hours and we're planning What you see on Instagram, several, maybe five, six outfits may have been shot in one day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll shoot anywhere from two to 10 outfits, you know, in one day. Mm -hmm. If I'm writing a blog post, I might write four blog posts in a weekend. You know, um, if it's a Reels video, me and my daughter like to have fun. I like to, you know, maybe sit down and think of ideas and things like that. That might, two or three of them might be done in a day. So it's all about, you know, prioritizing the time because time is very, very limited when you have so much going on. But batch um, creating my content is really, really what saves me. And that's the only way that I can do it at this point, um, you know, because I'm not a full-time content creator. I love that. I love that. For those of you who did not know about batch creating, like you definitely just put a tip to some game, which I love. Um, so, okay. So I love the fact that you mentioned the fact that literally once you get off this podcast, you are definitely packing up to go to Louisiana for a competition. I mean, y'all, she literally, when we talk about motherhood, <laughs> lifestyle, <laughs> like, she does this. Okay. So another question that I have is because 
Your daughter is super cute. She's on Instagram and looks like she has this modeling thing all the way down. Like, <laughs> if y'all you. don't see the post, like, Kelly gets it. So, <laughs> for, for people that are looking to find the right way to kind of, like, create a public platform for their children um, and to show a little bit of what their child does, you know, I know you see some that start creating their Instagram when they're literally infants, like straight up out the womb. You know, mm-hmm. you have some that kind of like wait until they're like in elementary school, some wait until they're teenagers. What was your process and what would you kind of like um, offer as some suggestions or advice for others that would be looking to do the same? Sure. So my process was um, early on, Kelly began modeling when she was very young. Um, She's nine now, but she may have started modeling about three, four years old. Um, And she was signed with a modeling agency for a few, what, two, two and a half, three years. But we started getting a lot of brand deals through Instagram. And that was my first indication that maybe she needs her own page as like a work page. But my mm. advice to parents would be, you can only do that when you're truly ready. The reason is, is because you're exposed to the world and you have to be either in the right mindset. Well, you have to be in the right mindset, but you have to have the right heart posture as well to be able to deal with those outsiders who may say the wrong thing or give their opinions about certain things and all of that. Now, my, I have not had a really bad experience with that, but I've heard of mothers who've had experiences with that. First of all, if you look too old, I'm blocking you because there's nobody that should be anywhere between a teenager or a man following my daughter. You just shouldn't. Right. There's no reason. Right. You know, you should not be commenting on pictures and things like that, unless I know you personally, you know, right. those type of things. So you right. have to be prepared for people coming out of the woodworks. Now, my daughter, of course, she started off dancing. She's a full-time gymnast at this point, and we do travel and things like that. But as far as the modeling aspect, she loves fashion. You know, she's a little girl. She loves all of those things. But you're never going to see anything revealing or anything like that. She's always looking like a nine-year-old, you know, I mean, for the most part. And when I say nine years old, meaning she's still that, you know, appropriate in that sense. So I think the most important thing is to think about, am I really ready for this? Because if it's for a business stand, from a business standpoint, point like I did, the opportunities are there. You know, whether you want to be signed with an actual um, modeling agency or not, like I said, we were signed with an agency for about two and a half years, but she was getting more work through Instagram than with the agency. So I cut those ties because for one with an agency, there's a percentage that they get, you know, and all of those things. But when you're working through Instagram, it's just all yours. So now when I became to build my personal brand and it be, it was a family brand, it's kind of intertwined. So a lot of the work that she does now is through brand partnerships with me and my husband and as a family. Uh, but she, I still maintain her page. I'm just not as active over there because all the traffic is coming to me now, you know, so, and because it's a family brand, it just makes sense. 
I love it. I love it. I think that the question that you have people asking themselves, like, are you ready for this? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. And even like not even just having um, your, your children out there publicly, but even your relationship. I'll never forget like when Brandon and I first started recording our mini series, when to agree, um, my mom, had said something which I thought was interesting and her first response was you know you guys are super cute I, I love you know the content I love the videos but just know now that you're putting yourselves out there publicly be ready for some backlash be ready for people to make comments to have an opinion have something to say um and the interesting part is like that's true you know i haven't had anything really negative said but i will say that we definitely have drawn people to um check for us you know Mm -hmm. to to really analyze and listen to what we're saying and you know so it's one of those things that you do have to ask yourself like are you sure you want you know your family and your life and your children and your relationship out there um publicly but then I think it really goes back to like, if God is calling you to use the platform, because that's always what I kind of like bring it back to, like, you know, this is a relationship that God has called us into. This is a platform that God has given me. So I'm going to use it for his glory, period. So let people do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good. So for those of you, if this is your first time tuning in to SHMG podcast, you know that it is the acronym it stands for Save, Kill, Made, and Grace. And a lot of the women on the podcast have been sharing stories of either when they remember being saved, um, a time in which God healed them from something, or even an experience where they know God just graced them. So Shana, I would love for you to kind of like share either the story of, you know, the time when you, you were saved, um, a, a moment that God healed you in something specifically, or even just an experience where you know that it was God's grace on your life. Yeah. So I, it's always funny when people ask me this because I don't, I, I don't ever recall, and I have never had like a road to Damascus experience where someone <laughs> kind of hit rock bottom and boom, this was my turning turning point. I don't have that experience, but what I will tell you is that I was in a place to where I was settling in life. I was settling because I was more concerned about what people thought than what God wanted me to do. And in that time frame, I had to make decisions to cut people loose. I had to, you know, separate myself from certain people and love folks from a distance and all of those things. And it was in that moment when I was in a relationship that was really not healthy for me at the time. I went to God and I said, God, I know what it is that you want from me. And I know that you have a better life for me, if that makes sense. And I don't know how to do this, so I need your help. I have tried and tried and tried, and Shanda's way, it's just not working, you know? So it's something that I have to do differently. And what I had to realize is that the only thing you have to do is surrender. That's it. Now, I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how to do that. But I I lifted my hands because that's what I knew how to do. And I said, God, not my will, but your will be done. From that point on, I started seeking God's face. I started praying and communicating with God. And I say, God, I want to wait on you because I know what you have for me is something real good because you give good gifts. 
You're, mm. you're such a kind God, you know, you're so loving and, and freely given and all of that. So I knew that I wanted whatever he had for me. And that was my experience right there. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what surrender truly meant, but I knew how to lift my hands and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And because my way wasn't working, that was my only option at that point. I mean, I had failed enough doing it my way. So at that moment right there, and when I started to walk in the direction that he was calling me, that's when my life started changing and becoming fruitful. And literally four months later, I met my husband. Wow. Within a four-month span, I met my husband. And here we are today. There's something so powerful about what you said in regards to the surrender piece in going before God, just humble, lowering ourselves just to be like, God, you know, I need you like mm-hmm. in this, like I it can't, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Exactly. I tried it my way. I done messed it up my way. Right. I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, but you know, it was something, a question I was asking myself, I, I saw a clip on Instagram today and it was very quick and it just was like, God is the head of my life. And it really just kind of like had me stand for a second and just be like, you know, sometimes you just have to ask yourself and even your friends sometimes like, who's the head of your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is, are, are, are you your own God, like making your own decisions and thinking that you know best and governing? Exactly. Is it someone else? Have you given the control over to another individual or individuals, right? So I just think that that's just so powerful, just surrendering. Um, okay, with the Shanda, listen to worship music. Like who's your go-to <laughs> when you're like, Lord, and you just want to worship in your house? Um, who are you tuning into? Girl, Maverick City Music. Hey. It just does something for me, girl. When I tell you, I mean, yes. in my own zone, in my own lane, and that that's it right there. I mean, and then listen to it over and over, over and, and over again. They're so good because they're always consistent. They're always releasing new music. So there's always a new video dropping. There's always something that you're like, oh, this one's going to be fire too. This Mm -hmm. one's going to be fire too. They do some great collaborations. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I love that. Okay, do you have a go-to scripture? (laughs) If not, what prayer did you pray when the snow came to Texas? (laughs) Oh, girl. (laughs) So I do have a go-to scripture that um, I pray all the time. And I also share it with people because it's one of those scriptures that are powerful, that's powerful, but you don't hear about it a lot. And that's first Thessalonians, you know, five. And I like to uh, read 16 through 18 and you hear it, but it's not one of those that automatically pop off, you know, when you normally hear people reciting scriptures often. And, you know, first Thessalonians five and 16 through 18 says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. And that scripture right there, just it's, so powerful to me because it's like no matter how difficult things get or how uncertain they seem we can always find a reason to thank God always oh amen come on amen first Thessalonians 
five and 16. Come 16, on. 16 through 18. 16 through 18. You know what? On that note, I think I'm just going to go ahead and conclude <laughs> this conversation because that was real good. But before I do, definitely tell people where they can find you, follow you, if you have anything upcoming. I know that you have the merch line where they can buy, shop, like just tell the people where you're at. Yes. So basically it's a one-stop shop for me. My uh, Instagram account is Shanda Manning at Shanda Manning, which is C-H-A-N-D-A-M-A-N-N-I-N-G. My uh, website is also ShandaManning.com. I also created a, a I'm Different Instagram account, which is Shop I'm Different, but you can find it through my personal Instagram account or um, the, the direct Instagram account. All of the merch, all of my information is on my website. You can click the shop tab on shandamanning.com. We just dropped some new shirts today. So feel free to represent that, you know, because you're different. I love that. Guys, we are different. Thank you so, so much, Shanda, for just being here, being so honest, transparent. I told y'all that you were going to drop nuggets. I told you. I told you I had to have her on this episode. I told you. I'm so grateful, so thankful, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for all new episode of Say Feel Made and Grace. I cannot wait to have you guys follow Sanda, follow her family, see what's going on. Shop, I'm different. Until next time, be blessed. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.